1: welcome in to the DNBR draft pod tis the season could not be more excited presented as always by high Plains strains the northeastern colorado dispensary <laughs> natures of colorado natures of colorado presenting sponsor you know them top quality cannabis mentioned the mvr they will treat you right Whew. look at this In studio, with the boys, superstar producer Alyssa behind the sticks, and Big Hank, a draft pod OG, back with us in his element. Yes. Bronco's insider now. Wow, yes. (laughs) Big Hank, Bronco, this was a big get for us. What? Well, that's good to hear. You know, it's
2: weird for the Broncos, because usually you get to the draft and it's like, oh... This is this is like franchise defining. Like, what are they gonna do? Right. And I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't have many strong feelings. If they want to go get a quarterback, cool. If they want to draft somebody, like, just do whatever. And uh, this is kind of a dark note to start on, but they're they're kind of screwed regardless of what (laughs) they do here. So I'm curious what you guys can come up with to fix them.
1: Right. Unless they just hit a homer and uh, they fix everything with one Mm. pick. You never know. It could happen. As my favorite orphan from my favorite sports movie, Angels in the Outfield, is known to say, that's a good one, huh? Jay Mike. <laughs> Jay Mike, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing good, man. Excited to dive into it. Coming off of a big college basketball win, so I'm mm-hmm. a little tired, but you know, this is this is the season where you gotta grind. We're following senior bowl. I got the East West Shrine game tonight with three Rams in it. So it's mm-hmm. it's time to lock in, but this is what it's all about. Well, thirty two in the net rankings now.
2: It's true. One spot behind the Colorado Buffaloes nah. but with one victory over them. Nah. <laughs>
0: nah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jakester, what's up? It's our season. I, we I'm get stoked. to grind one on ones. So good. It's just it always brings me back to, you know, those first days when I started scouting and stuff when we'd start doing the Senior Bowl um, watch throughs and all that. I love this time of year. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, it really is the best. Lots of guys popping, lots
1: of guys who could fit the Broncos and Sean Payton. But first, we're playing a game of fact or fiction, all related to the Senior Bowl and this here draft podcast. And we're gonna start with you, Jay Mike. Ooh. Quinyon Mitchell, fact or fiction, the Toledo cornerback after the Senior Bowl is now a top two corner in this here draft class
0: yeah i mean he was my riser last week that i shouted out of who i thought was gonna like really kind of take a leap this week he was already getting plenty of love so it's, it's not like a victory lap or anything like that but the late first love yeah but i i think he has a chance to be cornerback one so i just I, there's, there's not a corner that's if you look at the film that's more consistently aggressive i mean he's got 45 pass deflections over the last three years, Insane. 37 of them were the over the last two seasons. I just think if you're putting a corner opposite of a guy like PS2, especially from Denver's perspective, he makes a lot of sense. And especially just with some of the corners that have had success these last couple of years in the first round, I think he kind of fits that mold aggressive and coverage. Yeah. He might get, you know, handsy every now and then might pick up a PI flag, but He's not scared to attack the ball. And I just think that's really appealing in these modern, you know, offenses super
3: against the modern offenses, yeah.
1: super aggressive. And when you flash like this in one-on-ones, you're going to get that type of hype factor fiction, Jake.
3: Uh, I think it's a fact. Um I think Terry and Arnold is pretty solidified as CB one <laughs> at this my, point.
1: My guy,
3: but mm, okay. Quinion Mitchell is coming up, man. He's had a great senior bowl. I loved watching him in one-on-ones. He was getting after the ball. He was getting in position constantly, He's got the frame. He's got great production, probably the best production we've seen from a corner, especially at the G5 level. At the G5 level, for sure. Yeah, he's a massive riser. Great call by Justin. We
1: talked about him in a William Jackson comp, right? Uh, The former Houston guy who went round Mm -hmm. one to the Bengals way Mm -hmm. back when. Hank, you want to answer this one, though? For you, I'm more interested in too rich for the Broncos at 12. Cause if we're talking about him in as a top two cornerback, <laughs> that's kind of the range you're talking about.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Terry and Arnold, if he's there. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously not too rich. Those stat, Like if we're talking about stats, you guys have probably said this before, but this season, 12 pass breakups, five picks, six and a half tackles for loss, a sack, a forced fumble. That stat line also just, like, pops. If he's there, you can get behind that. Um, Like I said, like, I don't think that right now there's a clear-cut path for the Broncos. You know, kind of depends on what they do in free agency. I don't think they're forced to get a quarterback. If they decide they're not getting a quarterback, then sure, like, second-best corner could make sense. You look at the other positions, you know, some tackles could be around there. You'd have to do something crazy, Mm -hmm. like make, like, a draft-day trade to then move on from Garrett Bowles to clear space, pick up more picks. I do think that... If you're just looking at what positions would make sense, cornerback, even if it's not the top one on the board, definitely could be in play at 12.
1: To go against the grain, I'll go fiction. I think it's too early to say right now. It's a deep group. The two Bama guys, Nate Wiggins out of Clemson. Mitchell certainly is part of this tier. Mm -hmm. But as we know with the corners, it's all about the 40s.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he's going to have to mm-hmm. run well. Um, Kool Aid is going to run really well. Uh, you know, Dude, Terry I think and Arnold to run well. fly. Wiggins is going to say he might. He'll probably be the fastest. No,
1: he's light too, right? So yep. there's some of like Emmanuel Forbes last year was yep. like 170 pounds. The Mizzou guys are in the mix. You know, it's slowly but surely a deeper cornerback class, mm-hmm. and that's where you know how's the uh, the Georgia kid Lester Kamari Lester Lass- Kamari Lassiter. Yep. Lassiter. All good. (laughs) I struggle with the name so much. Um, But, yeah, I think it might be premature, but
0: this kind of buzz coming out of Mobile, huge. It's interesting how much playing time a lot of these corners have had. Mm -hmm. It's not like one or two-year sample sizes with quite a few of these dudes. It's two, three years. Mm -hmm. 30 games played Mm -hmm. for Quinion Mitchell. I like that. Henry. Yes. This one's for
1: you. Oh, boy. Fact or fiction. The Broncos' next QB is in Mobile. Now, because it's phrased like this, (laughs) Jake wrote this one. The Broncos' next QB, we really are talking about Michael Penix and Bo Yeah. Michael Pratt, sure, maybe they draft Uh a guy like that. Sam Hartman. Right. Yeah. Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler. Hard to say that those guys are also going to be the Broncos' net. That would be a double hot take within this beautiful game of factor that fiction. Really would, which be. actually is buy or sell. I'm seeing right now. So <laughs> buy or sell is what I meant. Oh <laughs> wow! <laughs> buy is buy or
2: sell. Either way, same oh, thing.
3: Oh boy, same thing.
1: Oh, we're good. We're oh, good at this. Oh
2: boy, I'll buy it. Yeah. Yep, yep, I'll buy it, I'll buy it. I think Bo Nix is probably most likely... Wow! I mean, mean, you you look at what they could do this offseason. Oh, yeah, nobody's (laughs) excited. I I guess I don't know, like, the full Bo Nix vibe. I know at least one of them. I'm not super excited about it. But, yeah, I mean, I do think that when you look at what's going to happen, if they draft a... I think it's more likely they draft a quarterback than sign a quarterback just based on the options that are available. And I think if they draft a quarterback, it's more likely that they can't get up to a top three pick to go get one of the big three. And so they're stuck in this tier, even if they trade up to eight to, to, to go get one of these guys. Um, JJ McCarthy's kind of like the wrench in here. Mm-hmm. It might be a bad decision. It might, it might be going against the odds to say bye, but I do think it's, it's I'm, I'm willing to do it. I'll buy it. I'll take that. One of these guys is on the roster. Wow. I'll do it. Yeah.
1: Wow. I'm shook. Cause uh, I Penix, Penix has a chance there too. <laughs> Penix is the range. Penix is in range. Mm-hmm. Penix, I mean, the other
2: thing is, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Bo Nix, like, do they trade in the second round for him? Michael Penix, is he there in the third for him? Like, when you look at some of these rankings, I know we want to get into DJs and DJ ranked those guys a little bit higher, but you look at most of the mock drafts at the very least, like, Kuiper, Brugler, DJ, they say, like, these guys probably shouldn't be first round picks, but a team will probably reach, and I think all of them had one of those second tier going in the first round and the rest falling.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow, that's lots to think about.
2: Well, you asked a big question. (laughs) I did. Is one of these guys the next Broncos quarterback? That's a big
3: question. It's true. I think I'm going to go fact two. Wow. Um, I think just what Hank said, the money situation, not only between Russ, but just where you're at up against the cap would Mm -hmm. make it more sense to draft a quarterback this year. Uh, they've met with some of these guys. I know at least Michael Pratt. Um, they've talked about that. But uh-huh. look, we've talked about Penix a lot. He's out there slinging the thing like he usually does, man. It's again just the yeah. age and injury concerns that we're going to have to talk talent about. Is there? There are some
0: Drew Brees comparisons. I mean, there are. People have said it. How did you phrase it? Did you phrase it is going to be the? This- a s- on the roster, or is going to like actually start a game no, for the Denver no, Broncos? The
1: Broncos' next quarterback,
0: implying he's the guy.
1: Eh, next quote: What does next quarterback I kinda, mean to you? Well, uh, this is one I'm trying be, to. Well, I mean, it's it's a bit of a in the eye of the beholder.
0: Well, Yeah, could I see a situation where like a Michael Pratt is on the roster? Do I think any of these guys are going to be mm-hmm. under center playing a game for the Denver Broncos over the next two years? I'm going to say fiction.
2: Oh, that's probably that's probably the best bet by the numbers.
1: Yeah, I'm selling too there's the JJ factor in all of this. Bonex terrifies me. <laughs> As I have mentioned, I do just think, with all that he was experimenting with in New Orleans, that Sean Payton will be very focused on going with a running quarterback and Bonex fits mm-hmm. that. JJ surely fits that. Uh, Penix less so.
0: Bo does feel like, if you were going to say, who would be, like, out of these guys, who would feel like the most Sean Payton pick? It would be Bo by uh, a lot. Right, right. Like, he, he literally could win eight ga- seven games
1: with Taysom Hill. What's he going to do with Bo Nix? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> no, and
0: the- just knowing, like, if you're a guy like Payton, especially after this whole experience with Russ, if you, like, so I could just design a system, and I'm just going to be like, this is what you're going to do and you do it and as long as he executes it like he'll be he would be fine with that mm-hmm. yeah that's true I mean I mean like yes. he has proven like yes. if you put him in a yes. position where you scheme it open quick reads like he could put him in that spot but you know the great question that we've raised for two three years now is just do these throws translate mm-hmm. does anything yeah. we've seen at Oregon matter at all or is it all window dressing so ex- and that's to me it's his raw talent is that gonna translate i don't know that that works if you're like
1: jalen hurts talented or right. even
0: jj mccarthy mm-hmm. to me jj do you think jj's talent trans, translates? i think the physical ability yeah, i think his I arm too. without a doubt do it's too. just can you we haven't seen you have to make the reads enough to trust yeah.
3: that you're going to be able to do it yeah mm-hmm. it's true the thing with bo nix though is especially just this last two years with russ kind of athletically limited With Bo Nix, you're opening the whole offense up. Uh, You can move him around a ton. You can even run him if you wanted to. Oh, you can run him a bunch. So I don't know. We'll see how much that intrigues Sean Payton because it does kind of feel like he was getting to that, especially in New Orleans. Yes, 100%. And I think Sean's
1: intrigued by the top three.
2: Which yes. is Well, we know, you know. he loves Caleb yeah, exactly. Williams. I
0: mean, he's All the rage
1: who not from be? this week? Yeah. I know. It's like some I too random guy really like says. The top three. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: It's like they might consider it. Everybody thinks.
1: Yeah. It, so the, as Hank said, probability wise, I'm I'm going with the what feels more yeah. likely, which is the no. I, I'll take the field versus these two.
2: Sometimes I'll see Bo Nix just like they will be like a screen pass. It'll be like a defender will like drop the arm down and just yeah. it out there. Yeah. And then I'm like, yes, that does look nice, but also like. You're not that like you're not like you're not as cool as you seem to think you are like you know it's it's not there's there's part of that vibe to him to
3: me that I I can't explain it but it's just a little bit off off putting even the one thing I will give Bo Nix is he got so much better as he went through his college career. You can't ignore oh, that Oh, my fact. gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we should all have eight years in school I to, mean, to improve. <laughs> well, that's the other side of the coin <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I
1: mean, he, he had two cracks at the apple. Yeah, he did. Bad at Auburn, rejuvenated career at Oregon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very nice. Um, I, I'm going to have to dig right back into Bo Nix. It's time to reevaluate, right? It is. It is yep. mentality. Do the, like, watch Bo Nicks, feeling like I've
3: never seen him before. Exactly. <sighs>
0: we'll try. It's really we'll try hard our for our me best. to let go of Auburn Bo Nicks. It, it It's it, very is? hard. It's because very I watched hard. a lot of that football, and it's just, yes, what I saw at Oregon was not the same deal. But also at Auburn, when he was the guy and you didn't have the restraints, man, it was a lot of running around with your head cut off and just mm-hmm. kind of hoping that, like, he can pull something out of his ass.
1: Even at Oregon, like, I remember there was a Buffs game.
0: Two she years said, ago, gone,
1: okay, you were covering <laughs> yes. it. Where he does like he's running the opposite direction, is getting tackled and literally threw it behind his head, like he yeah. was a bride at a <laughs> wedding throwing <laughs> the bouquet. I forgot it sounds about like Josh Allen. That sounds
2: like is it sounds like a young Josh Allen?
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but. Josh is bigger than a lot of the edge rushers yep. he's going against.
0: I do think there's As a Mahomes fast. effect on that, though, where guys are tr- like because he does the whole yeah. non-mechanic throws off balance, sidearm. Oh, I'm falling out yeah. of bounds. I'm one yeah. Josh Allen. I'm one yard away from the sideline, <laughs> but I can rip it and they yep. can do it. And so all these Let's guys are I like, can get away with oh, it. I can do it, too. And yep. it's like, no, you're not Patrick Mahomes. Set your feet. I know. Like <laughs> get
1: back to basics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like off off balance threes in the nba it's like look that's you know what's better when you set your feet yeah. <laughs> yeah. right just <laughs> yeah. get your feet under you please um you know what we're gonna take a super quick break because this next one might be spicier yet oh no <laughs> but first justin's gonna tell you about our dearest of friends
0: Shout out to the homies over at Breckenridge Brewery. They have been with us since the very beginning. There's no better way to do anything than having oh, yeah. an ice cold Breck brew in hand. 33 years they've been doing this, and it all comes down to their love Bronco's and gone. passion for making good beer. They are as Colorado as it gets. They rep the Broncos. They rep the Nuggets. They rep the Slopes. You know, check them all out. The Fun Slinger. It's fun to say. It's fun to drink. Mm. Um, you can't go wrong with the good company. Hard Seltzer, Mountain Beach Sour, a little taste of summer in the winter. Check out that Breck beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. And of course, we got to tell you about natures of Colorado. They are our presenting sponsor and they are the premier dispensary out in Northeastern Colorado. They provide an amazing grade of cannabis, a vast variety of products. Check them out for all your needs. They've got infused edibles, high potency concentrates, and of course some of the best flower in the state. Their locations include Log Lane Village, Garden City, Sedgwick, and Milliken. If you are in Northeastern Colorado, they are the dispo for you. Order online at naturescolorado.com. Stay cozy in your car and pick up conveniently through their drive-through. We're living in the future, people. You don't even have to get out of your car. Uh, Visit their location, mention our code DNVR in store or in the drive-through to take advantage of our great deals. You can get a $99 ounce every day there, which is already a great deal. But if you use the code DNVR, you can get a full ounce of any shelf for $85, which is an absolute steal. Exquisite extracts, two grams bucket for 15. Remember to use that code DNVR or mention DNVR in stores. Milliken.
1: Does that sound more like a Big Ten offensive lineman or like an FCS fullback?
0: FCS fullback. Yeah. Milliken, <laughs> that dude's going for 450 yards on the ground. <laughs> with like 15 catches as he they upset Hank's Montana team. And I he wears a that. neck roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time <laughs> neck roll on uh-huh. Milliken. Yeah.
1: You like that, Hank?
2: Uh, sure. I actually didn't know that <laughs> name until you said that, and it brought me back. Um,
0: sure. Go Grizz. There you go. Yeah. Go
1: Grizz. <laughs> Hank hates it when I call FCS country. What is like an entire subdivision of football that's played in the entire nation? Yeah, you know, I think of FCS <laughs> yeah. country as like the Montanas and the Dakotas, it's because they dominate, they do, they're you the know? best teams. That's like FCS Youngstown country State had mean. their run back in like the 90s, they did. The
2: uh, William and Mary, no, not William Mary, James Madison had yep. their run yep. Yep. more recently. Yep. Now they up, got Sam Houston, uh, they got went the, up. like App State, but they're like, you've had like some teams, but it always comes back to Montana,
0: to and me, now the Dakotas, FCS country. Sure is Missouri and North. Like, it's all, you know, it's the Dakotas. It's But it's not, like, because in the South, you're paying attention to the SEC. In the Midwest, you know, you got the Big Ten, or you got, you know, the Big 12 if you're in Oklahoma and stuff. But as soon as you start getting into, like, you know, the the Michigan areas, Mm -hmm. and then you start working your way west through the Dakotas and all that, that's where we get to the good old God's country. That's (laughs) because they, like, they
2: run it like a big pro. Like, if you're in Alabama and you're you're Nick's, not Nick Saban you're you're you used to be Nick Saban <laughs> then what were you doing trying to win at Alabama you start by getting the best players from Alabama and then you get the best players from the rest of the country that's like that's like generally the recruiting but when you go up to Montana it's the same thing it's like you get all the best kids in Montana because they're typically not talented enough to leave anyway and so you hold them in and then you go outside when you look at like I don't even know like a, a James Madison they have to like they get like the leftovers after like the big schools mm.
0: and so you get up there it's like that's what it's all about that's you have like more big time. of an identity which is nice totally yeah. and more fans and guys that are embracing the program whereas like if you land at like a james madison the reality is it's like well i was being recruited by utah exactly. state and then they pulled the offer late ended up at jmu or like if you're a montana kid hell yeah or like, the Anyways, we got a on track. Colorado. Colorado. Let's, bring, let's bring it back on <laughs> That's track. That's Discovering
1: America for you from the draft <laughs> pod. <laughs> we I love America. we do five minutes every every we week. Um, Eastern Washington, good call-off from go. the Keep chat. They used to be good. This buy or sell goes to you first, Jake. Okay. An incendiary one. Roman Wilson, mm-hmm. Michigan star wide receiver. Yep. He's looked good at, at the at the senior He's bowl. been balling. His success in Mobile makes... Suggests that JJ McCarthy won't be successful in the NFL. So, thus implying that he is hes playing better now than he was at Michigan because JJ was, was the problem.
3: Yeah. Here's the thing uh, what Roman's been doing in Mobile, that I think, has been so impressive is just uh-huh. getting off the line and gaining separation. That's yeah. all you can yeah. ask for from yeah. your wide receiver. Yeah. And JJ hit him a lot of times, but. Just looking at him at the senior ball, I couldn't help but feel like he could have done more. So I'm probably going to lean a little fact on this. Um, But JJ is just so young. I don't think we really know what he's going to be. I'll go
2: fiction here. Uh Because AJ Barnard, the tight end out there, just dropping everything. Counteracted. (laughs) Counteracted. (laughs) Yes, the receiver is good. Tight end, not good.
1: That's a great point. Honestly, I think they're all impacted by it's a passing game that lacked complete rhythm. Like, uh, yeah, Yeah. when you throw it 40 times a game at Washington, you're going to get in a better rhythm than when you throw it 17 times in a game at Michigan.
0: I just have a hard time with JJ because I don't think we've remotely seen him in a position of what he'll be expected to do. And I think Mm -hmm. he has all the physical tools in the world. But I'm with you. It's like the – it's I think one of the hardest things in sports – as being a six man that comes off the bench and cashes threes because you've been sitting there, you know, you're on the bench, you're not in the rhythm of the game. You're only going to get, you know, 15 minutes, probably a playing time. So you have to make the most of them. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to be that guy that comes in and just, Oh, I'm already in rhythm. And when you're a quarterback and you hand it off yeah. 18 yep. times in a row mm-hmm. against Iowa, and you only have to throw 10 times to win. Like there just weren't very many instances where he mm-hmm. had to be the guy. If I was going to, go the other way i'll say i think i saw enough in like the two minute situation against alabama going down the hill where mm-hmm, it's you mm-hmm. know I, all right that's the closest situation to what you're going to be doing in the nfl yep. i liked what you did <laughs> but we just haven't seen a lot of it and speaking of the fcs kind of similar
2: to some trey lance vibes where you know not asked a yeah. lot a whole bunch of running didn't there throw the ball a whole bunch and then there's also like well the 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions play like, yes that was cool though. but also like I mean, that's it's kind of easy to do, do there. No offense to anybody. Like, twice as many
1: games and probably pass attempts compared to Trey Lance.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely more pass attempts. But it's but just that, that thing kind of where profile. it's like, hey, yeah. he's a super yeah. young guy and talented. And,
1: like, he's done what you could ask of him. All I'll say is when I watch JJ tape, I feel like there's a lot of instances where Roman Wilson's letting him down. Mm-hmm. And, again, I'm, I'm willing to excuse it because it's like, yeah, I mean, shit, these guys haven't, like thrown to each other for half a quarter like yeah, yeah they're not gonna be in super rhythm right, right. now it's um, one of the tougher
0: evals i feel like we've had these last couple tough, years yeah
1: it's a very tough eval because you
0: could totally talk me into like if you just pulled up like jj's 10 best throws especially some of the stuff oh, on yeah. the move the zip in the red percent. zone like he has these Definitely. moments where yeah. you're like all right yep he ripped mm-hmm. that yeah and then he has moments where it's like he misses a little out route and you're just like Okay, but is that because he mm-hmm. can't do it, or is it just like one of those where it's I'm just not in rhythm, and mm-hmm. it's the three point analogy mm-hmm. I'm making. He's just he needs a couple of reps mm-hmm. to get it going, mm-hmm. and then and sure. so you
2: watch his like ten best throws, and then you watch like Jaden Daniels' ten best throws. You'll be like, well, these they, they aren't even playing the same game. Yeah. Like JJ's gonna like fake a handoff from under center, roll out, hit somebody. Like Jaden Daniels, it's just like spread. You're just like yep. flinging it all over the place, and same thing with most of these guys. And so,
1: oh, and Bo Nix is gonna totally. be like, what's This guy's playing forward past rugby. Like, (laughs) exactly. Caleb
2: Williams, half of them are just going to be RPOs. Like, Mm -hmm. like you have to like the fact that he comes from kind of a pro style offense, but it is totally different than all the other quarterbacks.
0: I like that he can go under center, since like most nineteen year olds can't even do it anymore. I um, I honestly think he's,
1: it's a similarly tough eval to what C.J. Stroud was last year where like there was so mm-hmm. much NFL talent mm-hmm. on there. All those games are supposed to be a blowout except for two mm-hmm. on the entire schedule. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it's really hard to dial in on who's the real CJ. Like, If I you believe... the downfield
0: t- throws with Stroud, you yeah. never doubted that. No, no
1: doubt. But it's, I mean, you didn't doubt that with Dwayne Haskins either. You well, know? Yes. Or like <laughs> well, These Jones receivers are wide or, open. Or, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a good um, point. Buy or sell... Jordan Morgan, I thought one of the big losers in Mobile Hmm. before we even stepped on the practice field. Arizona's star uh, left tackle actually spoke glowingly of him on the last show. 6'5", 3'12", I think. So really good size. But the arm length is below 33 inches, 32 inches Skoronsky is the only offensive tackle prospect in recent history that I can remember having that short of arms. Will Jordan Morgan's arm length drop him out of the top 50 picks? Justin.
0: Uh, fiction. I'm going to say he barely stays in, but I think it's because I, even with the shorter arms, I like how he translates as a guard. I think worst case he can play, but I don't know if he's going to be a tackle.
3: Go ahead, Jake. I'm, same thing. I think that he's one of the better offensive linemen overall in this class. Uh, of course, most of his stuff has been at left tackle, so there's going to be some, you know, can he make the conversion inside or whatever? Yeah. But he is what he is. I What mean, was he's Slater's
0: really arm length a couple years ago? Because isn't this the same debate we had about Rashawn Slater? He
1: was at least at 33 inches.
3: Um, it says, yeah, 33 exactly for him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Henry? I'll we'll say fact. Nobody wants a, no one no, wants nobody a short arm lineman. Nobody wants a short arm tackle. Line. Yeah, it's just...
1: <clears throat> you just don't. You yeah. just don't. You well, know who especially doesn't want those guys? Me? Sean Payton. Sean, oh, <laughs> Sean, Sean Payton. Oh, Sean Payton. I
2: knew it was one of the three of us. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. It's kind of turning out to be
2: like a big, deep offensive line class, and I think yes. that's mm-hmm. kind of the kicker yes. for me, is that it's not... <clears throat> there are mm. enough options there that have mm. long arms that... I just don't think I'd mess with it at that point. And who knows? Maybe they all fly off the board. Maybe you get, like, Fleshanu and Alt, all all these guys just go off to the top 12 and all of a sudden back half the first round. Maybe they start creeping up. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll say fact. I, I think there's just too many options there for somebody to take that gamble. Good point.
1: Yeah, I think he drops off too. Um things can change. We're only, like, in the first third, maybe even first quarter of draft mm-hmm. season.
2: Maybe his arms so, will grow. So
1: we've got – yeah, <laughs> I mean – Arms won't grow, but <laughs> could a scout get it wrong at the pro day? And could all of a be. sudden we have sure. uh, like discern. I've seen that combine yeah. senior bowl don't match up. Yep. that'd be huge for this guy. I think he has to be moved to left guard at this point. He's too big to be a center right guard. He's not that kind of powerful mauler. So that doesn't fit. So it's a bit limited to just be a left guard with maybe some options to be an emergency uh, short-armed offensive tackle for you. One note I had was the American O lineman, where there's the Missouri kid who's really impressed, yep. with Patrick Paul, who's massive yep. out of Houston, Guyton, who obviously mm-hmm. is probably the top O line. Uh, they look so <laughs> much bigger and more like, oh yeah, this is the kind of size I need at the NFL level than the other guys. Where even Fuaga from Oregon mm-hmm. State, like he's played really well. Yeah. He came in with sub 34-inch arms, and I'm kind of like, if you're going to be a dominant, mauling, run-blocking, right tackle, I kind of need you to have that, mm-hmm. like, bury your ass in the ground, yeah. Yeah. be a bully-type length. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, it's going to hurt a little. So that's uh, that's where I'm at with that one. We'll run through these last couple and then give some other winners and losers. Given his short arms, also 32-inch arms, Slaytu Latu, the UCLA edge rusher, no longer a top 15 lock. Jake, we'll start with you. He's been one of your guys.
3: Yeah, uh, top 15 in that case, I'll say it's a fact that he won't be there anymore. I do think he's one of the better all-around pass rushers. Just so in you terms say he is a top 15 lock. He isn't a top 15 fact lock. Fact he isn't, yes. Fact, fact he, he is. isn't. Yes. Okay, good, good, good. He's just got a great arsenal of pass rush moves. Yeah. Uh, I think he's got some of the best bend in the class, especially of these top yeah. end guys. Yeah. And he's just, all he does is produce. I mean, uh, yeah. I can't get the Colorado game out of my head where he just took over this last year. I know. <laughs> Boy, we've we seen that before. No. Well,
2: true. What, what happened with Drake Jackson? He hasn't done much. Oh, yeah. Destroyed Colorado back in the day, though. San Francisco, Drake right? Jackson. Yeah, San Francisco. So buried behind Randy Gregory, Chase Young, yeah, Nick Bosa. Yeah, that's hard Still to might through. be pretty good. No, uh, but yeah, I'll say fact, he's not a lot for the top 15. I mean, the again, the kicker here is the the neck thing where, yep, yep. Yep, I mean, I if he really is just good to go and the neck injury that forced him to medically retire is no longer an issue, then sure, I guess he fits in there. But still in my head, I can't get it out. And if I'm Sean Payton or George Payton or any executive, it's like this guy literally is medically retired from football. I'm not sure that this is who I want to invest in. Like well, that—that just—that just is really concerning. Throw in like short arms, or whatever else. Like, I think he was kind of fringe anyway. But lock for top fifteen? no.
1: he's not. I feel the, like a month ago we would have been like, man, if he dropped exa- to twelve, yeah. we would be hyped. And now, feels like, eh. If he drops at twelve, you kind of know why. I like it a
0: lot, man. I don't know. Oh, I mean, okay. I, I he's like he's looking bends. good
1: in practice too, right? I think.
0: I just don't know Mm -hmm. if I care as much for the edge as I would on a tackle, just given like, yes, that is a factor. You know, you don't want guys to be able to get your hands on it and just be stuck, but like with how versatile he is, with how quick his first step is, it doesn't bother me as much. I think like Hank said, the neck thing I think would worry me more. So I might say he's not going to go top 15, Yeah, but Mm -hmm. I I will say I don't think it's because of the arm length. I think it would just be the, is is he going to hold up? To Hank's point That's about the, point. the
3: neck, though, I mean... It wasn't an issue uh, this year. No, but I'll bring up Jalen Phillips. Remember when we talked mm. about him coming mm-hmm. out of Miami, mm-hmm. how he medically retired too? He had a... I think it was more head injuries for yeah. him rather than neck. But he turn, he's turned into a great NFL player. I know he yeah. got hurt this year, but... Yep. I mean, there's a there's a pathway for these guys who have, I guess, medically retired and come back, or Which, some guys. It's crazy. Because, I mean, Washington and UCLA
2: have, like, some of the best medical schools in like the country. And so I would imagine the medical staffs there are pretty good. And so to go from one spot and medically retire to another who say like, we think you're a okay and good to go back. Your neck looks fine to us. Like that's that to me is strange. Also like the whole process, maybe this is out there, but I'd be curious. Like did he medically retire, hit the portal, UCLA reaches out and says like, Hey, we'd love to have you. If our doctor, like it's just a very weird to go through all the steps to being medically cleared and on a new football team. Somebody's going to write a good story about that.
1: Could they get him in the third? See, just the like way
2: we're he,
3: talking that's about a him. medical red shirt that could really drop all of a sudden. huh? Well, yeah, the, the way we're talking red about flag. It sounds like a guy that's going to drop pretty far. No kidding. I think someone's getting a steal. Me too. Yeah, I'm about it. Um,
1: so another edge rusher who's really flashed. Yeah, is Darius Robinson out mm-hmm. of Missouri was actually uh top five in the SEC and tackles for a loss. This graduate senior at Mizzou he's a guy I think we mentioned a few times when previewing Mizzou games. Uh and that's the factor fiction is Darius Robinson this year's Keon White, the Georgia Tech kind of hybrid edge stand mm-hmm. you know, hand in the ground DN, mm-hmm. maybe more natural five tech. Yeah. Who gosh and two practices at the senior bowl last year, shut it down and then was a top 50 pick for the Patriots in the (laughs) second round. Um, A guy who he reminds me a lot of production wise, a half sack less than Jared verse two and a half tackles Mm -hmm. for a loss more Mm -hmm. his production in the sec, very comparable to all the top edge rushers in this class. And I will answer this question. I say fiction. And it's because He's not this year's Keon White. He's like this year's Marcus Davenport, Mm -hmm. another guy who came to the Senior Bowl and went from being a guy who was in the day two mix to like a top 15 pick. And by the way, a guy who Sean Payton Mm -hmm. drafted up to go get. And who
2: is now a free agent again with a very extensive medical history. Did not pan out. But,
0: I mean, Sean Payton, you never know. Yeah. I, I mean... He's what they need. Freak. The Broncos, a team that couldn't stop the run to save their fucking life. Well, yep. and I, I love him on the
3: inside.
1: <laughs> yep. I right,
0: do too.
1: Like, you've seen him at the senior boys' practice, inside reps, outside reps, inside reps, whatever. But, like, a guy who's, like, in the 6'4, 6'5 range, 290 pounds, we talk about it all the time. There's not that many, like, first round interior defensive linemen. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just he like his versatility. Like,
0: I think. I don't know if like, you're not going to put him at a three technique or anything like that, yeah, but right. he doesn't have that type of size. But for he's one of those dudes that's, what is he, 6'5", 296? Yeah. yeah, 296. He, Huge. he looks bigger than that, though. Yeah. It's all muscle. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, like in the, he has he's explosive mm-hmm. off the snap. He's really physical. He throws dudes around. He's, he's one a- of those dudes that'll throw you and then explode and make the mm-hmm. tackle in the back like he's not he doesn't just have to be a guy that's, you know, eating up space mm-hmm. so other people can make plays. He can do it all. That Missouri team, I mean, they were just fun to watch in general between their offense and defense. Like it was one of the more fun stories in college football, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you. I I think he's a guy that's going to go a lot higher than what we were talking about a month ago.
3: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, He's been balling. All these Missouri guys have been balling. I'm going to read a tweet here. This is from Brett Coleman, Mm -hmm. YouTuber. He said, for those that are curious, here are Darius Robinson's pass rush win rates from different alignments. From 3-4-I, 13%. From 5-6, 18.8%. Wider than that, 19.1%. Then he goes, so to me, he's a six five, 290-pound 5-tech that can play edge and nickel looks just for fun. That's the J.J. Watt profile. Yeah.
1: That's a nutty, comp. It's, <laughs> a nutty <laughs> comp. it's a nutty comp, but I mean, in I terms get of the freak player, body, yeah. like yeah. being totally. versatile, I get it. Well, but and, yeah, I mean, we gotta remember JJ was not some dominant force at Wisconsin. He was more a flashy yes. upside guy for the Badgers. Mm. So I'll say fiction and then turned into you know JJ Watt. Yeah,
2: yeah, uh, yeah. I, I haven't watched him play, but you've sold me. I, I'll say
1: fiction. He is not Keon White. He sounds even better. And I love I loved Keon White. I love it um let's get into a couple quick winners from senior bowl week huh. no god oh <laughs> <laughs> did i cut you off no no they're no, not, no, no, oh, no. i just uh, some i was talking flack about in me, the, uh, the comments crayons. <laughs> <We're, yeah. laughs> oh I I, I I kind of assumed that was like a story from the broncos pod
2: no no i've never gone to hobby lobby i've never eaten crayons <laughs> oh but that I, mean, sounds I like could something, see how you
1: connect the dots. Kind of sounds like something baby Andre would do. I famously, <laughs> in my stroller in the Louvre once, chewed up a postcard of the Mona Lisa, then stuck it up my nose. Well, at least it wasn't the real thing. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That would have been an international
0: incident <laughs> yeah, right yeah, there. Been. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be here right now. Sure would have. Uh, uh, nice little um, flex. You've been to the Louvre?
1: Yeah, that's right. As a baby. You even, uh, even ate a postcard. And again, since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a fan. Um, okay. Justin, a winner? We'll, we'll go. Ooh. We each can do a winner at a time.
0: A loser uh, if we want. I like Guyton tackle. <laughs> I mean, Quignon Mitchell is my guy, but oh, I, I want right to give tackle. something else. Um, so, yeah, I, I like him a lot. I think he'll be in the, the Denver mix, especially if they potentially trade back a couple of spots, like 16, 17. That feels prime. He's such a fascinating
1: case as a guy who's almost exclusively played as a right tackle that doesn't have a ton of starts to his name, mm-hmm. but I mean, he's got Jersey swag off the <laughs> charts. He just, he looks the part yeah, and, and not just looks like again, come kind of at Jersey swag. Like he just is so steady balanced, such a nice mix of like length, strength, balance. um, And the upside, the upside is
0: shouldn't be so fluid. If you're that big and lanky, yeah. Yeah. like he looks like a guy who like, Like, oh, he took some ballet dances and it was gorgeous. Like, I could see him being that nimble. And I know it's like I'm making a joke here, obviously. But, like, it's just when you see somebody that big, that long, you're just like, how are you so smooth with everything? Mm -hmm. Like,
3: dude looks like he could be a ballroom dancer, too. For sure. Mm -hmm. He's been impressive, no doubt. Jake? Uh, I don't think there's been any more impressive player than Tavondre Sweat. Yeah. He is dominating. Yeah, there was
1: an early rep where Lemur, the Arkansas been, center, gets him on the ground. And I, I like, in my living room was like, whoa. Yeah, on the other end,
3: Lemur Dude. is a guy who's really impressed me also. Yes.
1: He also, on day two, Sweat, like, literally took Lemur and yeah. put him in the quarterback. But he's
3: the only one, lap. I think, that Sweat really struggled to go yeah. against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys
2: mentioned Christian Haynes before, mm-hmm. the guard from UConn. yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah. That guy's a monster. Yes.
2: that there's like big belly vibes right there. Yep. Where you show up, you're a massive guy, and nobody gets by you. Um worthy of a shout out for sure. I th- I think I've recently discovered my type at receiver. And okay. I think I've I've kind of been I didn't realize this about myself, but I didn't really have a type. Everybody's like, oh, the speed guy, like get downfield. I think everybody's in love with that. And I've always kind of not liked that all that much because it just feels kind of lame. Um the big guys. I really like just big-bodied receivers, and so this is these are two very homer picks. But Luke McCaffrey, I was like, okay, Luke McCaffrey's gonna go out there. Like it's a McCaffrey, you gotta invite him, that sort of stuff. Then I watched him, I was like, oh, he's big, he's strong, he's mm -hmm. he'll catch some balls, and so. I think maybe it was just me putting him in a box as like a mccaffrey who gets like a token invite but no he actually looks like he could be a legitimate receiver and i mentioned this upstairs he kind of pulls the jersey up like the way he kind of like moves it's like he's really trying to look like ed mccaffrey <laughs> which is a good marketing choice on on his part yeah. as a receiver who kind of sure. is built that way um but i i was impressed also brendan rice former CU guy who I was telling Dre I've done like a 720 on him he went to Colorado I was like oh this guy's sick like six four six five big fast Jerry Rice's bloodlines like you love all those things goes and plays makes a couple plays but for the most part you're like eh, not that good goes to USC doesn't really get on the field this year gets out there
1: it's I didn't best realize receiver.
2: yeah I didn't realize so I went back through the the Caleb Williams tape he's a monster like he's big. He isn't always the best separator, but like if you want like somebody to run a curl for you, he'll sit down in that curl and bang. Nobody's getting by him, and he's doing that stuff with the senior bowl too. Even that downfield, like it's not separating, but it's just kind of holding guys off and getting the ball. Yep. I, I those those two guys, I've I've really enjoyed watching. Same with
1: Johnny Wilson in that moment. Yeah, too. yeah. He isn't Johnny getting a lot of hate though. Lots of yeah. drops.
3: I I get it, but you just watch him out there and run. It's like this guy just has position every play. Like, yeah, he's huge. Yeah. It's just, it's so massive just huge he's really fun to watch. and there's someone like
2: guys will like wrap around he'll use his arms to reach exactly. out and you're like yeah you should not have gotten that one but mm, again yeah. like there's the drop it's like you should have gotten that one so they kind of balance out but
1: there's, he's fun i found javon foster out of missouri their left tackle yes. extremely uh, impressive yes a guy who in the sec has only allowed one sack he's one of the big boys at offensive tackle like just size wise Uh, 6'5", like 309, and his arms were 34-plus, I think 35-inch, actually. Um, And when you have that kind of resume against the SEC, you bet your ass I'm going to be watching him against Georgia, (laughs) Tennessee, and all the big dogs he had on the schedule. uh, Mizzou, obviously, so impressive this past year. And I think a guy like this, who was also team captain, is a big reason why. So two Mizzou guys with stock up, up, up. And Robinson and Foster
0: for me at, you know, premium position. So, Chris when Abrams Drain's in the trenches. Like, it was significant. That's, That's what true. jumped out right away with them this year, where you you were like, oh, no, like, they really could be a factor in this SEC oh, yeah. race because you watch the way they're able to mm-hmm. run the ball against well, these other in the
1: fronts. trenches. They were just. It was different. unreal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as you mentioned, 35. they've got some corners too. Chris
0: Abrams Drain's
3: mm-hmm. nice Yeah. I agree.
1: Really, <laughs> nice I team. agree.
0: He's just rocking like a third grader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No.
2: That's insane. What if instead of like, like running like the whole like trying pass rush off the edge stuff, they just had like the tackle and the edge rushers like compare arms and <laughs> the
1: winner gets his way. Sounds amazing. Yeah, you better have those arms
3: stacked up pregame. Yeah, exactly. If we're Start talking stretching
2: out the shoulder a little bit, we're talking arms.
3: Patrick Paul from Houston. Yeah, he's massive he is ginormous yeah and he's kind of got what justin was talking about with the guy earlier where it's like how are you so smooth that big he uh measured in at six seven three he's got 36 and two eighth inch arms mm.
1: yeah love
3: him mm. man Dudes mm. f250 Nuff. out there he is
0: Dude. yeah
1: <laughs> i love him and these are the guys who sean payton that's his that's team him. yeah that's parcells to a t mm-hmm. um And unlike Guyton, who's more of a right tackle, if you're looking for a future solution at left tackle, Foster, Paul.
0: And they kind of have to have that, that. right? Like, I mean, we're kind of to that point now with Bowles where it's like, do you recommit and hope that he's able to even touch that two years ago? Or do you just maybe like kind of try and move on while you can't? Maybe you could get something for him if you brought Mm -hmm. someone in. It'll be it'll be interesting. You'll have to find a replacement, but
2: they save 16 million bucks if they cut or trade him. And I think... I I wouldn't cut him. I think that no, you could trade. Him. It's worth sixteen million bucks, but the mm-hmm. trade conversation should be real. Definitely. The other thing they can do though is extend him, and if they extend him two more years, restructured. Yep, and then yeah. he pushes some money back, and so you can save some money right now. But I do something's going to happen there. I, I doubt so he just too. plays out the season. I bet it's either an extension or they trade him.
1: Yeah, and then I mean we're seeing some really talented centers. The Oregon guy yes. was
3: yes. Oh, that like Forsyth? God, no, no, he, um, Jackson he's the Broncos now. Power Johnson, that's right. Yeah. That's last year. My bad. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm gonna try and yeah, Jackson Powers Johnson. Good yes. job, <laughs> oh yeah. Look at you, oh, all <laughs> three.
2: You <laughs> had three for three. You <laughs> went <He one? laughs> three for three. Jackson Powers Johnson, nice.
0: <laughs> I assumed
1: that was gonna be like that's the most like getting an eagle
2: on the golf course. <laughs> <or something>. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it is left-handed. Jackson it Powers is. Johnson, <laughs> he looks awesome yeah he looked yeah. good man he
1: really looks good um
2: that's the tough part for the broncos though like obviously lloyd cushionberry's contract up i don't know what you go to the draft without that address though you know yeah. it's kind of it's almost tougher to get a rookie now when i i guess you have you have forsyth you have uh luke wattenberg yeah and so I you're mean, not empty there but they're
1: just not gonna be good and like instead of drafting a guy it's like kind of a journeyman you know stidham competing with mm-hmm. you know jimmy g is kind of oh the generic God. journeyman you know and it's that kind of deal for a year before then it's like well whatever i mean he yeah. could play center at that point. <laughs> yep. i don't care why not yeah why not <laughs> honestly it might be better Get up the draft board for next
2: year. Do you like your chances better at long snapper or center? Oh, long snapper by a mile. Yeah, I've actually, you know, it is tough because <laughs> you know, like it's tougher to hit the target. Obviously, uh-huh. like just handing the ball to your ass is like not <laughs> not, not difficult at all. <laughs> totally. But when you gotta get the ball like 14 yards, uh, it's tricky. I actually spent some time with yep. the Broncos long snapper. Uh-huh. There's like longsnap.com will do long snapper rankings. No, Whoa. Yeah, yeah, love yeah. It. no there's like because I asked him, I was like, how it was? It was when they're doing the top 100 voting. And so somebody, one of the defensive linemen put him on there as, like, a joke. Um, I was like, well, how would you even know who's good? And he went, like, into it. And he's like, there's these three websites who, like, track everything, rank everything, college and pro. I spent some time on longsnap.com. Turns out wow. Broncos have a pretty good long snapper.
0: There's some wow. really famous That's trainer. Amazing. I'm trying to remember. His, I know who you're talking about. There's some famous yeah, I, trainer yeah. dude who all the college kids go to, and he, like, shares. Theirs. It's kind of, like, specialists are really funny because like there's not a kicking prospect out there that's not a five-star kicker five-star punter because they get their own rating system from specialists and it's like oh i'm a five-star kicker and you look and it's like oh but their only offer is eastern Coffeeville community college (laughs) so (laughs) exactly what what checks buffs
2: have had some five stars wow I think you're going to save the DJ
1: stuff. Chase Feely, I think, was a Friday. We'll save the DJ stuff. We'll have more senior bowl takeaways and what have you with the game in the books and the third practice in the books. And uh, then, I mean, we're in full swing. I think we need to start previewing positions and doing the thing. Hank, thank you for joining us. Of course, catch catch Hank uh, every day or almost on the Broncos pod. Mm -hmm. Jakester here heating up with... uh, recruiting and hoof season on the buff side and
3: j mike here
1: on the on the rams we're about to go live here in 15 minutes yeah so stay tuned uh thanks for tuning in appreciate it leave us a thumbs up share the link with your people tell them it's uh it's draft season and the boys aren't playing around this year and uh thank you as always to natures of colorado for presenting this here pod we shall be back next week bye